The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of our podcast and our live stream devotional. And I am glad you're with us this morning as we take a few minutes out of our day to examine God's Word on this Wednesday morning. We're in Ephesians chapter 4. As we mentioned yesterday, we're starting down as we finish this chapter through a list of topics that God put in here. And one of the things is unique when you look at Scripture is God is God does bring topics. He does give us this thing. But if you look at the fact that He chooses set a certain set of topics, you have to ask why. Remember the verses we read just a couple episodes ago talked about the renewing of our mind, walking in this new man. And He says when we do this, there's certain things that will change. And the unique thing about the thing we're going to look at is the negative things that he says we're going to change, they themselves are natural. Part of, we mentioned yesterday, the human part of us we don't lose. And so when we react in these things, we have to recognize that our reaction is natural. And in some cases, God-given, if we understand it, the problem is sometimes a natural reaction can drive us too far. That's what we're going to talk about today. So, he mentioned yesterday, put away lying, and have a man speak truth to his neighbor, verse 25, verse 26 today. Ephesians 4, 26, he says, Be ye angry, and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. If you've talked to some people, you say, I've known somebody with what we call anger issues. And, uh, and obviously, anger issues can drive. They, they, they can cause somebody to become something they're not. They can develop into anxiety. They can develop into depression. And ultimately, can develop into bitterness if we're not careful with it. Uh, what I want to do is just, uh, instead of putting a title to this per se or breaking it down to points, I think the simple thing is just to unpack the two verses we're looking at because it, it just flows as to what anger is. So the first thing we see is something very unique in verse 26 where he says, Be ye angry. See, immediately we think you can never be angry, you can never do this. I hope we understand what it means, though, when it says to be angry. I think the best way to explain this is there are certain things in life that will drive us to anger, some will call righteous indignation, that is okay for us uh, to be angered by. Some things, not so much. So, the other night, my family and I went down to uh, Penn's Landing to watch the fireworks on Monday night. And it took us forever to get out of that parking lot. And what we found was, as we're going around what was the original line, to my left, we can see other cars cutting through the open spaces and and pushing their way in. And there's a part of me that that just annoyed me and angered me because they're they're being impatient, they're not caring about anybody else, and it can make me wait even longer. In a relatively small parking lot, it took us like 40 minutes to get out of it or something like that. Now, that's wrong anger. If I had decided to get out and go yell at somebody, which I did not, I sat there mostly just thought it was silly and thought it was selfish, but it is what it is. Um, but if, I, if somebody had decided last, that night to get out of the car and go yell at somebody into road range, that's bad, it's, that's silly, that's wrong. Right? Now, there's some circumstances where was it on that same night um, in another city, but I've just learned this, in, we're down by the uh, museum where there was um, another set of fireworks. We were watching the ones coming from Camden. There's another set of fireworks down by the uh, art museum. 
there was someone who, who was pulled a gun and started shooting people. And in this situation, it was stopped quick enough where only two officers were hurt. I understand they're not dead, which we thank the Lord for. They're in the hospital recovering. But it just, it, it goes through my mind. See, that angers me, right? It angers me that, that someone would do that. It angers me that somehow we missed completely what happened. There was another one, another part of the country, same thing. I look at those things, those anger us. Now, you see the point? One makes sense, one doesn't. One is silly, one is selfish, the other one's legitimate. When I watch things on television that are created to put thoughts into my kids' minds that are sinful thoughts, that this is okay, and anybody who disagrees is wrong, that angers me. You know, I'm going to teach my kids, and they need to understand it's there. But I can sit there and say, listen, that is wrong. That is, that is just, it's just flat out wrong. And I can tell my kids, and it would irritate me. If someone decided to start yelling at one of my kids, I'm going to walk out in defense. You, so you, I guess you see the point here. Jesus, the Bible says, went in uh, more than once into the temple, and he watched the money changers. I hope you understand what was going on here in the money changers. These were people who took advantage of a system God had created to worship him. And they... Had, we're, we're supposed to sell certain types of animals for sacrifice to people who otherwise didn't have them or couldn't afford them, and, and they were gouging people. And so it just angered Jesus. They were, they were making this massive profit off of something God had created for worship, and it angered him. So he creates a whip, and he throws over tables. You see, wow, what's wrong with Jesus? It was righteous indignation. The event that took place legitimately brought anger. So I hope we understand that Anger is an, is an emotion that has been given to us. It rouses it up, it pushes adrenaline, all those things. We have to be careful, though, that I think in most situations today, we're not angered by the things we should be, we're angered by the things we shouldn't be. Right? We let little things that we don't like not get in our way or things like that. That drives us to anger. That's not a valid thing. But what happens, though, if we do find ourselves angry and we react? Because we all do at some point. He continues in verse 26. So be angry and sin not. So please understand, anger as a God-given emotion in certain, some circumstances valid should never drive us to sin. So I could say last night, I could have, or Monday night, I could have been annoyed by sitting in that parking lot. But if I got out and decided to give someone a piece of my mind, I would have been angry and then sinned. If, I just, if something happens in your home and you get mad at your spouse or your children and you lash out and you, you curse up a storm or something like that, whatever phrase you want to use, you know my point? You've gone from anger to sin. You see my point? Uh, this, this is where we, we go wrong. I get angry at somebody and I just walk away and I'll never talk to them again. Sin. This is the thing. Anger is one thing. When anger drives me to sin is where it's wrong. So I must be careful that while it is an emotion that I have been given, and while sometimes it's okay, most times it's not, but sometimes it is. Either way, whether reason I'm angry is valid or not, it should never, ever drive me to sin. The best thing is just to walk away and cool down. Never drive into sin. But then he gives another thought, which is so important. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Don't go to bed angry. You go to bed angry, one, you won't sleep well. And then you're going to think about it, think about it. Guess what happens the next day? You wake up even more angry. Then you wake up and anxiety builds in and, and you know, then your indigestion builds in. And, it, you know, just so many other problems with it. Deal, here, here, what, what do you do then? You say, well, I'm angry. What am I supposed to do? Deal with it. If you're angry at somebody, deal with it. You say, well, I don't want to call and deal with it. Then move on. But you don't, you really can't sit there, well, I'm angry at that person, but I'm never going to talk to them. Well, then you're going to be angry the rest of your life. It's either, if it's really bad enough for you to be angry, then call them or go talk to them and resolve it. 
If it's not worth resolving, then it's not worth really being angry over. You can say that situation was silly, but I'm not going to become angry over it. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to ask God for grace, and I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to let my mind rotate on something else, embrace the wonderful family you've been given, the good things, and focus on that. But if it is something that riles you, deal with it. Get it right. Don't, don't continue to allow it to rile you even more. Then he says this, though this is important. We'll finish with this thought. So anger is part of life, usually, sometimes valid, usually not, but it has some validity. But don't let it drive you to sin. Do not go to bed angry. Do not let the day finish because it only gets worse. And by the time you wake up, your memory's changed and you see things different than it really was. But then he says in verse 27, neither give place to the devil. Anger not dealt with will move, give you place, give you, give place to the devil. So you will see a circumstance that angered you, and then by the time a day or two down the road, guess what? Either you've lived in sin, you know, you've, you've, it's resulted in sin, or your anger has it kind of gotten worse over the last couple, over those couple days, and then the person who hurts you even more angry, you begin to exaggerate what took place in your mind, which produces more and more anger. And in some occasions, you're so angry at somebody, and they may not even actually done anything, but you're not willing to deal with it. You could get to the point where you have split a relationship with somebody for something either invalid completely or valid, but you're not willing to deal with, but you're willing to say, I'll never talk to that person again. You've given place to the devil. That's what David Satan wants. He wants your marriage to fall apart. He wants your home to fall apart. He wants your family to fall apart. And he wants one little thing to be the reason you'll never talk to a friend or a family member again. And he splits it. He, he uses this to split churches and all these things that is in your mind and you think you have a right to be angry, but most of it's not accurate because you've never dealt with it. You've given place to the devil. What do you do? If someone's offended, you go to them. Find out if you can restore brother. But it, 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 we hear certain things and it irritates us and we're not willing to deal with it biblically. We've given a place to the devil and the devil wins too much in this. So let me encourage you, as we, as we get to the renewing of our mind in Christ, don't just immediately react. Don't filter things through your anger. Right? If, you're, if you recognize that what God is doing, follow God's instructions. Go to the people. And if you, you say it's not worth going to the person, just let it go. You say it's not that easy. No, but you got to do it. Just let it go because building up anger in you is not the best thing. You know, go exercise, go for a walk, do something to let it dissipate so you can move on. It's not worth it. And somebody especially trying to hurt you, it's not worth it. Get it right, move beyond, deal with it, whatever. And if it's there and it's valid, deal with it, move on. But don't, don't let it eat you up. Even the valid struggles of anger, don't let it eat you up. The goal is that we're supposed to strive to live peaceably with all men. Anger doesn't allow that to happen. So while there are some valid times and some circumstances, it just happens. May we follow the biblical steps. Never sin. Don't go to bed angry. And don't give God freedom in your life for this anger to destroy you and pull you further away from God and then ultimately affect your family. Now, one of the other topics we'll talk about down the road in verse 31 is bitterness. And, and I'm not, it's different than anger to an extent. And so probably tomorrow I'll take a next step when we talk about the idea of bitterness and how it leads from there. So thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday morning. We invite you to our services tonight. Uh, we have our adult Bible study in the auditorium uh, meeting together at seven, youth group and kids club in their own special, in their own wings of the building. And uh, if you can make it. We invite the entire family. If for some reason you can't make it, we string the adult Bible study portion of our service at 7 o'clock. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.